Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody doing good today? Praise the Lord. Amen. You're not going to make me do all the preaching, right? Because uh, uh, we've already, we ought to sing some songs. We already had, had to do some announcements and the offering. And, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't in service and Reverend Joel did the whole service. Yeah. And when he got home, he goes, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so uh, it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, the Lord is so good. And um, he's been dealing with me about uh, different things to minister here. And we always want to get it right. We want to want to minister. There's so many subjects we could look at. There's so many verses and, and, and portions of scripture that we want to get to. And uh, we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing at the right time. So uh, you'll believe God with me today, right? That we'll, we'll get everything that we're supposed to get today. Praise God. Yes. Um, whenever we minister, of course, a few weeks ago, uh, we were ministering for several weeks on the subject of love. Yeah. That's a big subject. Uh, we, we really could minister all year on that and not scratch the surface. Um, all of these subjects that we look at... Um, we're kind of giving you bite-sized portions of the whole. And so when, when he highlights something or brings something out or when we have certain scriptures, we're supposed to go home and do some homework with those. We're supposed to look over those scriptures. Um, if you have a device with you or a notebook, you write those scriptures down. Yes. Um, of course, now with technology, thankfully, you can actually look at the podcast or, you know, listen to the podcast and, and, and get notes that way if you want. Um, that's fine. But make sure you rehearse these things and go over these things throughout the week uh, because our answers are there. Amen. There's things that we need to learn and, and to look at. And uh, so we just want everything that God has for us, the best that he has for us. And, uh, it was on my heart this week to minister on the subject of faith or start ministering there. Um, that's a huge subject. Yeah. Um, so big, in fact, that we named our church after that subject. Faith Church, right? Faith yeah. Church, Colorado. Um, the Bible tells us that it says several times, actually, that the just shall live. By faith. Mm -hmm. Faith is something we're to live by. It's something that, that we are to fully embrace. And of course, uh, we came up under a, a man named Kenneth Hagin. His mandate uh, as he started entering into his full ministry uh, to the body of Christ, his mandate from the Holy Spirit was, go teach my people faith. Uh, because people, people didn't know a thing about it. Uh, it was so important that that was the mandate put on Brother Hagin's life for many decades. Um, towards the end of his uh, 
career <laughs> of his ministry, uh, the Lord did switch his direction and had him teaching on the moving of the Holy Spirit. But for many decades, the only reason God switched his direction was because he told him, there's people that can preach faith as well as you. Because he taught them. He brought them up. And uh, the body of Christ started to gain momentum in this subject of faith. Thank God. We needed it. Oh my goodness, we needed it. And it was such a focus that by the time we got to uh, Brother Hagin's ministry, I mean, they, were, they had just built a sanctuary that sat, uh, would seat 4,500. Of course, we packed 5,500 in there. Um, and the fire marshals went to the church, so they kind of turned a blind eye. Um, but, I mean, it, people were coming from all over the world to hear uh, this message of faith to receive this message. It was so important. Well, of course, Brother Hagen exited earth in the early 2003. And, um, you know, the body of Christ, praise the Lord, as quickly as they remember something or get a hold of something, they forget things. And so uh, the body of Christ has slowly but surely been uh, backpedaling and, and they're not walking in a, a faith life that we used to see in the body of Christ. Wow. They're not walking in a, a level of maturity in this subject. And so from time to time, we're going to bring that subject back out. We're going to look at these things because they're so important. Yes. So let's start by looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. While you're turning there, I'm going to ask the Lord for his help. Father, we're so grateful for your goodness and your mercy, for your help today as we embark on what you've asked us to minister. Lord, I ask you to help me to say exactly what you would want me to say, to uh, help speak through me and help us to see these scriptures and to learn about this subject in a new way, in a fresh way, to take hold of it as we ought. And we thank you for your utterance today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4. Oh my goodness. Got to fix my Bible. Hold on. There we go. Let's, let's just read several verses here to get to the verse I want to look at so we have a little bit of context. We're going to start 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. It says, Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed... And so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak. Now he is talking about um, the, the old covenant. He was talking about Abraham a little bit. 
And so he's saying, we have the same spirit of faith that they used to have. Verse 14, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. How many understand Jesus is coming again? Ha! Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's exciting right there. And when he comes, uh, he's going to bring us with him into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase in thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self, uh, other translations say our outer man, is wasting away, what would that be? Our outer self, our flesh, our body. Guess what? If we live here long enough, eventually our body gives out, right? That's what he's saying. We're going to get old. The, the outer, our outer man is going to get old. And I mean, I can have all kinds of life of God on the inside of me at age 85, but I have a feeling my face is going to show a little differently at 85 yes. Yes. than when I was 16. Yes. Right? It's just, it's, that's, that's the way it is. And so he's saying, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Yes. That's good news. That means we don't have to get old on the inside. Ha! Huh, glory to God. We don't have to be old. You are not old in your spirit, man. Your spirit, man, has been made new. Yeah, that's right. Glory to God. You have eternal life living in you. People have been looking for the fountain of youth for a long time. All they need to do is get born again, and they've got some youth on the inside. The Bible tells us he renews our youth like the eagles, right? How does that happen? It happens on the inside, and the inside affects the outside, meaning although your outer man is wasting away, it doesn't have to waste away quite so quickly as other people, right? Right? I'm 52. I don't walk around talking about how old I am. Amen. Why? Because I'm not old. Yeah. I mean, when I was 20, I probably thought that 50 was old. But now that I've got here, it just doesn't seem that old. Amen. And the fact is, I've got the eternal life, the life of God living on the inside of me. That's right. And therefore, I'm even younger then 52. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Those are just earth years, and they mean so little in the kingdom of God. That's right. I, I mean, they mean little yeah. Yeah. in the kingdom of God. So our, your outer self is wasting away, but your inner self is being renewed day by day. Oh, glory to God. That's good. And then he says this in verse 17, for this light momentary affliction. What is he talking about? This earth life. <laughs> this earth life that we're living is, it, it can seem like an affliction sometimes, right? Yes. We're tied to this earth. We're tied to this natural system. We have to do things a certain way. Cars break down. Things happen, right? Why do I keep talking about cars breaking down? 
Mine hasn't broken down, but there you are. There are trials. There are light, momentary afflictions. But it's doing something for us. It's working for us. It's preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Amen. But it does it a certain way. Verse 18 says, As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, temporary. But the things that are unseen are what? They're eternal. We look not to the things that are seen, but to things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary. They're here one day, they're gone the next. But the things that are unseen, what's unseen? God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, his kingdom, his ministering spirits, his angels, his working in people's lives. Most of the time it goes unseen, meaning our natural eyes can't see it as it's happening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The things that are unseen are eternal. Yeah. The things that we see naturally are temporary. Faith believes what God says. Faith believes what it doesn't see in the natural. Faith believes in things that are unseen. Unseen. You might say that's crazy. <laughs> that's what the world thinks. But we as Christians, we understand that the things that are not seen are more real. Meaning the kingdom of God that is unseen created the earth that we do see. Right? The kingdom of God, praise God, that we cannot see with our physical eyes is so much more real than the earth that we stand on. It created this. Amen. And faith believes it. Yeah. Faith grabs hold of it and believes that the kingdom of God, praise God, is more real than what I'm seeing in my natural realm. Because God created what I'm standing on. He created the earth that I'm standing on. He created everything. And if he, we need him to move something. Yeah. Glory to God. He can do it. And faith believes it. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Faith believes God's word. Faith believes God's ways. Yes. Yeah. Faith 
pleases God, the Bible says. The just live by faith. Meaning, we're supposed to walk around every day believing and trusting more in what we don't see than what we do see. Yeah. Amen. This will mark us. This will make us look different than the world. I know, when you say to somebody, I know what it looks like here, but God said <laughs> this. For example, I know what it may look like in my business when some of the employees just bail. And now all of a sudden, when we were making money, if there's no employees to do the work, you're not making the income. I know what that looks like. I know what it looks like. I know what the numbers look like. They go from good to not good. Amen. <laughs> to income from income to no income. Yeah. That's right. The only thing is the bills stayed the same, you know? The insurance, they still want insurance every month. They still want, you know, they still want you to pay for the the, the, the different things that you have every month, right? right? My mortgage company, they want me to pay for my mortgage every month. I can't tell them, but, but the employees, they didn't show up this week. <laughs> That's what it looks like in the natural. Amen. So I've got, for, for faith to work, I've got to go past what the natural says. And I've got to start looking at what God said. God said, I will supply all your need yes. according to your employees that work for you. No. No. Oh, no, it doesn't say that, does it? No. I will supply all your need according to his riches yes. in glory mm-hmm. by Christ Jesus. Yes. Whoa. So now all of a sudden, what I see in the natural lack now that is what is natural but now I've got to start to look at things that are unseen Mm -hmm. God who said he's my supply he meets my needs if I'll seek his kingdom he adds the things I need to me Things like, and, and that's why it, this is, it's so vital to know the word and know what God says about your life, about what he's promised you. So that when things that are seen look bad, we can go to what is unseen, God's kingdom, and say, the natural kingdom looks bad right now, but your kingdom is the same. Glory to God. It's always the same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never change. That means that his word never changes. If he was your supply yesterday, he's your supply today. If he was your healer yesterday, he's still the healer 
today. Glory to God. And it doesn't matter what's seen in the natural because you must remember that what's unseen, God's kingdom, made what's seen. And it can fix what's seen. It can change what's seen. It can work things out for your life. If you'll look to what is unseen. Yes. That's right. That's faith. That's faith. Amen. That's faith. Amen. Believing what God said, even though the natural looks opposite. Yes. Looks different. Yes. Looks bad. Yes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. God's word is true. His word works 100% of the time if you'll believe his word above what you see in the natural. This takes practice and this takes uh, some fortitude. It takes uh, what we would say that phrase, it takes uh, some backbone, right? Uh, some courage to stand on what God said when everything you see in the natural looks the opposite. And every one of us will have opportunities in our life yeah. where things look bad, but God said they were supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we've got to make a determination every time those circumstances come up, which one are we going to believe? Yeah. Which one are we going to stand on today? And I'm preaching to myself because I need to hear these things because we all have situations that come up and it's natural to respond naturally. Yes. Right? It's natural to just say, oh man, here we go again. I just, I thought we were getting ahead. I thought we were just, we were just starting to cruise along. And then, ah, oh, this always happens. This always happens. This always happens. It always just, ah. Oh. What's that? That's agreeing. That's talking about what you see. Mm. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, please. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Faith looks not to things that are seen, but to things that are unseen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance. I like that. Faith faith is your assurance of things hoped for. It's the conviction of things, what? Not seen. Again, this is something we don't see. At first, we will see it in the natural if we'll believe it. If we'll believe who he is. Faith is the assurance. It's the assurance. It's, it's the conviction. What, what's a conviction? 
It, it's something on the inside of you that just knows that it knows, right? It knows. Uh, one one uh, minister translated it, well, and if you look it up, faith, a good translation is a firm persuasion. A firm, a conviction, a firm persuasion. You are so convinced that God's word is true and that he means what he says that it doesn't matter what you see in the natural. You understand that God's word is stronger, it's higher, it's more powerful than natural circumstances. And when we stand on God's word and when we stay on God's word and when we agree with God's word, God's word, God's spirit will change that which is in the natural. Praise the Lord. I hope this is helping people or making sense. Faith is our assurance. Faith, believing God, being firmly persuaded in God and his word. It's our assurance of things that... Most people say, you know, when, when they look at my books, for example, my, my quick books or what have you, they'd say, oh my gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> but faith believes if God called me to do this, if God called me to yes. uh, pursue this, this business or if God called me to be in this profession, whatever it is, if God dealt with me to be here, then it must succeed. That's yes. right. That's right. Then it must succeed. That's my, because God, because God said it to me, I have assurance. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because God should, dealt with me that this is what we're supposed to do, I'm assured this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. And therefore, I keep going even though it doesn't look like things are ever going to look good or ever going to work out. Faith in what God has said is my conviction. Yes. It's my firm persuasion. Yes. And without faith... We're not going to live very well. That's right. But just live, we live by faith. We live by faith. That's right. Now, faith is a big word, right? Uh, faith simply means believing God, right? And, and so many people will say, well, I have faith. I believe in God. Good. That's good. Believe in God. That's, that's step number one, Right? But I believed in God before I knew anything about walking by faith. Right. Amen. And so as I was uh, preparing this, the Holy Spirit was, uh, I said, how do, how do I do this? And he gave me an illustration and it kind of hit me a low blow. But here it is. He gave me the example in my life of the fact that uh, he, he told me about cooking, okay? Cooking. I know how to cook. I do. I learned what my mom taught me, and then, uh, you know, I got better and better at it. I know how to cook. But just because I know how to cook 
doesn't mean I'm a good cook right now. Mm. What do I mean by that? I mean, I don't do it really at all. I don't do it very much at all, let's say it that way. If I cook once a week, that, that's big, right? And he reminded me when I, I actually made uh, some dinner for Brother David last, last week or a week before. And I was so worn out after making one dinner. <laughs> Why? Because I actually had to go to the grocery store. I don't really do that anymore. I had to go to the grocery store. I went to a couple different grocery stores because I hadn't been shopping in so long. I needed to like actually stock up on stuff. And while I was going, I might as well stock up on things. So I had to make a grocery list. I had to go to the grocery store. I had to go, I had to, go to several different places. Then I had to come home and I had to actually cook the meat. And then I had to like put it all together. Yeah. And, and I didn't even, I bought some of the side dishes and I still was worn out. Why? Because I'm not used to cooking anymore. I can cook, but I haven't been cooking. Therefore, when it comes time to cook, it takes a little more effort because I'm not in the groove. Now, when my kids were little, when we had very little income coming and I had to be very careful with, I mean, we couldn't eat out every day. We couldn't afford to do that. And so, I mean, I was very diligent. I would plan out our meals for the whole month. I would buy meat when it was on sale. I would have it portioned out and frozen and, and pre-cooked and I was working full time and I was helping my husband with the church and I was, I was raising these kids and I was helping in their elementary school. I was busy, but I was able to cook because it was a priority to me. I was actively engaged in cooking, right? right, right. And so it came easy. It, I, didn't, I didn't have to think, at like 4.30, oh, what are we going to eat for dinner? Because I had already planned it out. And I just went to the freezer and pulled out the pre-cooked ch ch chicken. And I went to the pantry and pulled out. Why? Because I had already planned ahead. I was in that vein. I was in that mode, right? And so it was easy. Faith is much the same way. We can say we have faith. Like I can say, I can cook, right? But it doesn't mean I'm actively using what I have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Faith has to be in action every day. One minister said it this way, faith must be reborn every day. Reborn, what does that mean? There's an activeness to faith, meaning we are actively reading the word. We are actively 
hearing from God about what he wants us to do. And then we are actively thanking him and putting those scriptures in our mouth and saying, thank you, Father, that this business prospers because you've called us That's to right. prosper. You told us that everything we set our hands to prospers. And therefore, this business is going to increase, not just decrease. It That's increases. Right. It moves from, a, from one plane to a higher plane. It doesn't go down, 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 down because you've called us to do it. Therefore, I don't look at what I see. I look at what you said. And you said, I'll prosper. You said, you'll supply. You said, and you just go on and on and on. Faith needs to be as active yes, yeah. every day. Amen. As I used to be active cooking for my family. And what happens is we can get lazy. I can get lazy and not be very active in my faith walk, right? And then when something does come up that requires faith, there's a scramble. And like I had, when I was making dinner for Brother David, I, I made dinner for him and I made double so that I could have some at home too, right? And just w making double batch, that, that was enough to like, okay, I'm on the couch, I'm done. I told my husband, you take the meal because I'm done. I'm not driving it over there, no. I talked to Miss Keisha and she's like, thank you, I'm worn out. And I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Why? Because I wasn't used to it. I'm not in the routine. Brother Smith Wigglesworth was a man of great faith. They, some call him the apostle of faith because he, he ministered on it so much. But he said there's going to come a time in every person's life where they're going to need faith. And if it's not there when they need it, Sad is that day. Why? We all will require faith in our life. Not just a general faith of I believe God is God. But the faith that knows that God said what he said. He directed it to me. This is part of my life. And I will have what God has said I will have. No matter what circumstances say, I'm going to have what God said. Yes. That is a firm persuasion that nothing is going to move me off of. It's a conviction of things that I don't yet see. That's right. Amen. But if God said it, I have to have it. Yes. That's right. Amen. And faith goes one better. If God said it, then I believe I already have it. Oh. If Jesus paid for my healing, then bless God, I'm healed. I, I'm healed. 
And I don't care if I wake up for 60 days in a row with pain. The word says I'm healed. Jesus paid for my healing. Therefore, I am healed. Yes. And you have to be that bold yes. about it. Yes. Amen. You have to be that strong with it. And you won't be if you haven't been practicing every day. Sure. Yeah. If you haven't been actively using your faith. Amen. Oh my. Now, for a while there, people were so active in their faith. We talked about Brother Hagen, right? How he was ministering on faith. And, and there was a good decade or two where people were, I mean, they were quoting scriptures. They had scriptures written out on index cards, right? And in the morning, they'd open up their little, their little box and they'd pull out their index They'd read their scriptures every morning. They'd confess, you know, I'm the healed of the Lord. They'd, they'd have a list of confessions that they, of, of yeah. scriptures and, and things that the word said about them. And they were quoting it and da 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 And they were going after it and they were getting some results. That's right, but then people got a little lazy and said, you know, that's, that's a lot of work. And, you know, then there were some people that were only half-hearted in doing what they were doing. They'd read the scriptures, but they wouldn't actually really believe them. They weren't firmly persuaded. They didn't have assurance of those things. And then things started not working out quite the way they wanted in the natural. And they started to say, ah, oh, this faith stuff doesn't work. And then there was a whole decade or so where people were teaching about grace. You don't need faith. All you need is God's grace. Well, you do need God's grace. Yes. <laughs> we all need, I need God's grace, Amen. right? Amen. Yes. But without faith, you're never going to be able to reach out and grab all that God's provided by his grace. Wow. In other words, you need both. And so from time to time, we've got to resurrect this subject. Yes. Faith Church, Colorado. Yes, we've got to put ourselves in remembrance that faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Faith, being per firmly persuaded in that which we don't yet see. Ha! Mm -hmm. huh. Praise God. But understanding that that which we don't see is more sure than that which we see. This is amazing stuff. We only looked at two scriptures. There's so many scriptures about this. Hallelujah. Ah, uh, we didn't get to good ones. You're going to have to come back. Let me close with this. It, here in Hebrews 11, it says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. If you look up that word assurance, it actually means reality. Amen. Faith is the reality of things hoped for. Huh. 
It's a conviction of things not seen. Listen, guys, if God said it, we can have it. If God said it, by faith, we have it. Before we see it. By faith, we have it before we see it. Can you say that with me? By faith, we have it before we see it. One more time. By faith, we have it before we see it. One more time. By faith, we have it before we see it. Amen. Yes. Time to refresh ourselves on these truths. Time to get strong on these things. I don't plan to get back in the kitchen and start cooking every night. Even though that was my illustration. But I do plan to get stronger and stronger on what God's already said to me. Amen. And go after it. Yes. Faith hears what God says, but then faith actively repeats what God says and makes action towards what God says. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is so much more to this, but that is good for today. Why don't you stand to your feet? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to to believe you, to trust you, to look to you, to be walking with you. We're grateful for it, Father. We're thankful for the opportunity to walk by faith and not by sight. We trust you this week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory. You're dismissed.